uh, I don't know if we would have had the same kind of emotional payoff for seeing him kind of the reveal of him not being real. You can make it sound as good as you want. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just letting you know. Episode five should have been episode three, but it is okay. So that's fair. I, I do feel like there's gonna be a lot more. Scavenger. Oh. You guys should read Aquaman books to know who that is. Okay. And you know what? This week, I think I've been him already, but I'm going to be him again. I am Jon Stewart, the Emerald Knight. Okay. I think I've actually been the Green Lantern version, but this week's particularly, we're going with the Emerald Knight. And we'll get into it later about why. Very exciting. Very exciting with that. Okay. Well, how are you Boom. this week, Emerald Knight? I am fantastic. You know, I um, have been having a nice week at work. Nothing too crazy there. Um, the weather's been nice. Um, it's a little cloudy today, which makes me feel like I don't want to be, like, busy. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Um, so, I've been great. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> How about you? That. I've been feeling no crazy. Good. I have no crazy stories this week, you know. Nothing. Nothing big. Nothing big. I mean, that's kind of a lesson. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you don't want to have a crazy week. You just want to chill and relax. I also have been chilling and relaxing. You know, it is also great here, so I'm not doing anything. I was out with my mom yesterday, and it was pretty nice, so that was cool to catch up with her. And I think that was it. She's been watching Young, Famous, and African on Netflix, and she's like hooked. Okay. She's like, She's like, this is reality the type show. of reality show I like. She's like, they're not yelling. They're not cussing too much. They're not. I was like, you're toxic. I was like, because everyone on that show is very toxic. And I was like, this is I'm what saying, you enjoy. What, what reality show is it? <laughs> I was like, this is the type of reality you enjoy. Like, you got some issues. But I like it as well. So what does that say about me? <laughs> but, yeah. That's, I bet they look great, that. though. Oh, they look good. That was like her other thing too. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, maybe I should move to Africa now. And I was like, she's like, the women are so beautiful. But like, my best friend is Nigerian. And so I was like, you have been around African women like my entire life. What are you talking about? Like, why are you acting like you're just finding out who these people are? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just needed it on TV. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Sometimes you just need it on TV. It works. But um, oh, speaking of TV, did you hear they canceled Batwoman? It's canceled? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Well, it looks but like I they, like they cleared the house. <laughs> Damn, that's we didn't watch. I, it. I didn't watch it either. I, so I didn't watch it. First of all, I'm not really a huge KK, Kate Kane fan. So I like didn't watch the first season. Then like when she got fired and they brought in the black girl, I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, let's see what is going on. But I was like, watched one episode and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Um, you know, CW shows are like very specific. Whoosh. Their fandoms. And so I was just like, yeah, I don't want to watch this entire thing. 
Um, but I heard that like as the show progressed, it got better as it went along. And then I saw some pictures of like this poison ivy girl she had on this little short set, and she was looking hot. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on with Batwoman? They introduced Batwing. And I just heard a lot of good things about it, especially this most recent season. So I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, it looks like they might be kind of clearing house over there because I did hear that Legends of Tomorrow was canceled. Yes, um, <clears throat> it was also very shocking. That has been their like sleeper hit. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, you, if you say so, I couldn't necessarily call anything seasons. on the CW a hit. Okay. It lasted seven seasons. Riverdale's a hit. Hold on now. Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale. Riverdale's the show that has it all. They like travel in time. They have superpowers. There's murder mystery. Like the Why has Archie got powers now? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Why not? He went. He went back in time. Him and <laughs> him and Betty are mutants or something like that. Now it's like what? <laughs> I actually think like the writers' room is holding those poor people hostage because I've seen interviews from them saying that they don't even know what the script is. Sometimes they just show up the day of and get told this is what's going on. And, and the actors got to do it because listen, it's expensive to live out here. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, they gotta show up to set, and if I'm sure when he show up to set, and he's like, I guess Archie got a third arm now, whatever. And you just go Ooh. with it, and you love it. <laughs> Speaking of interesting, um, let's get into these comics for the week. Let's do that, it. That is a habit. And then first up, oh, this is a good one. Action Comics 1042, and that's from Philip Kennedy Johnson and Ricardo Federici. Ooh. Now, um, Action Comics is a hit. <laughs> It is. This this now this is what I can call a hit. Okay. You know, we talk about good comics and we talk about great comics. And this is a great comic. The the storytelling is great. I feel like this is where I feel like the bar should be for a lot of books as far as the a lot of superhero comic books anyway. Um Yes. It's a fantastic I- series. And I really enjoy the art. I'm not gonna lie, I do miss Sam Perry a little bit on this book. Um, but Federici, I think he's been like really good to kind of get the rawness of the story and a lot of the emotion yeah. that goes a little bit more of a painted style that it works. Superman looks great, the team looks great, like the bad. Daddy look. Superman look a little good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. He's doing the damn thing. I love and I love the voice yeah. that Philip Kennedy Johnson has for him. That uh fight between him and Omac and they're like going back and forth and she's like, you know, how could you do Oh my this? gosh die and he's like what would he's like what else are we gonna do he's like you know i'm getting powerless but that don't mean we gotta stop helping people and i was just like again i think you've said it before but i was like this is what like a superman story should feel like and be like yeah you should feel hopeful and like optimistic and like he just is like i don't care nobody's gonna stop me and i think this book does a really great job at that and i've really been enjoying it i know um we're gonna talk about this a little bit later but there was the death of justice league and Superman was a part of that. And then I've seen in the July solicitations, a lot of the titles seem to be t- uh, tying in with that. Like I know Aquaman is going to deal with like Arthur dying and the action comic solicitations were still the same. They're still on War World, but I wonder when it catches up to like the rest of the line, how the book will continue. Will they kind of like make more of a shift focus towards the authority team and like how they operate without Superman? Or are they just going to take a pause from action comics for a while? Like I'm excited for everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they kind of tie the two of those together. I'm assuming that maybe this just happens earlier than 
or death or or death of the Justice League is happening later than Action Comics or something like that. I'm yeah. not sure, but it'll That's be interesting nice. to see how it all kind of ties up together. I mean, there's still time for them to tie it in. I believe by July we're only going to be into maybe like the second issue of um, Dark Crisis and mm-hmm. like people dealing with the fallouts and death and stuff like that so they still have time to kind of get to it and it's exciting i think um in this one superman makes a big win he gets an orphan box from teachers people and that's like able to kind of like teleport them to different places on war world so he's able to get his people out and i thought that was like super exciting we've also got the appearance of steel lois lane goes to get him to help him help her fix um Taolo, Tao, Tao La. that's her name that's how i've been saying it um, yeah. Going through. So it's also interesting again to see. I don't know. The Kryptonians are kind of hot. I kind of was interested. <laughs> <laughs> the cold Kryptonian culture and like the Taola, this girl who they've got, who um, Lois is trying to help. This like, I don't know what they call like the Philistonians or whatever. Like they're this Kryptonian people who like kind of left Krypton early. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in it. Maybe I just learned, realized I don't think I liked Clark. Which, yeah. because, although in this issue, I do like Kal-El. And <clears throat> the difference I kind of, the difference I realized there is, like, Kal-El is still, like, filled with, like, hope and, and whatever, but he's still a Kryptonian where they are just proud people, and they want to keep keep pushing. And the fight that he had with um, Omak could have gone away where Earth Superman would have just let himself get beat up and, you know, mm-hmm. talked about this is just not way, the right way and let me let me appeal to your humanity and let me talk about your feelings or whatever. But he, <laughs> Kalel said, no, yeah. you're not going to sit here and beat me up. I'm going to I'm going to stop you because that's what I'm supposed to do. We're still going to do the right thing. And I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a it lot. It was a really good issue. It was. It, it continues to be a really good book. I'm sticking with Action Comics 150%. I think if you're not buying it, you should catch up with it. I know a couple of issues on the DC Unlimited uh, Infinite. Oh, DC Unlimited. DC Universe Infinite app now. So it's like get into all of that and see what's going on. What would you yeah. rate this issue? I would give this issue a, a five out of five. Honestly, Ooh, okay. I really enjoyed the art. I do really miss Daniel Semperi on art. He's one of my favorite artists, but I did really like Federici in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know, the way that the like the colors as well mm-hmm. um, and the art just really like conveyed the emotion that was being mm-hmm. portrayed. And again, I'm rooting for Superman and I never thought that that would happen. So that's a word. Here we are. That's, that's definitely a word. I would give it a four out of five. Um, I do like enjoy a lot of the stuff uh, in Federici style. There's some like coloring choices here and there that I don't necessarily like jive with, but I do think it's still pretty good and highly recommended for everyone. So do that. There's also uh-huh. a Martian Manhunter backup issue going on in the mm-hmm. backs of these. If anyone's interested in getting some more Man- Martian Manhunter content. Yeah. Who is writing that? That is written... That is written by Sean Aldrich, and the artist is Adriana uh, Melo. Oh, I like her. She did Wonder Girl stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Good times. Um, and next up is Aquaman number three, and this was Brandon Thomas and Chuck Brown. We had a guest artist of Max Rayner on here, and we continue, you know, Jackson's little story is Aquaman and what he's going. There's been some rumors that the book is going to end at issue six, so we'll see what goes on with that. 
hopefully it's not true. You know, I saw a lot of the folks online kind of like ramping up their support for it and like talking about it. You know, DC and like word of mouth is like really good for a lot of comic books. For those who don't know, like She-Hulk was a mi- uh, mi- limited series at first, but then like it got such good word of mouth, they ended up extending it. DC's also really good for doing that. They've done a the Swamp Thing when the Wonder Twins had their series. Um, so it's like, if you like things, talk about those things, guys. It really does help a lot. I think that's becoming like a new standard kind of. I don't know if it's becoming something that Marvel's necessarily doing. They have data with She-Hulk, um, but it seems like a lot of the publishers are trying to come out with minis or at least kind of solicit them as minis. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it gains enough traction and support that it'll become an ongoing. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm I think the story is really starting to come together, and I really like a lot of the things that we're seeing from Jackson as a whole. So of course, um, he's been upset that Aquaman and Black Manta have been working together to try and figure out what's going on with the Atlantean sleeper agents. Um, he beat Orm up last issue, and so now he's on his way to Gotham because he Orm told him that a guy who activates the sleepers is there. So. While this is going on, both Garth and Mara are both in Atlantis, and they're kind of starting to figure stuff out and, like, what's going on. Uh, Mara actually does end end up confronting Arthur, like, you lied to me about working with Manta and, like, this mission that he went on with with Frankenstein in one of those Justice League, um, like, side stories. They went to a mission for Mars to do some stuff. Um, And while that's going on, Jackson is in Gotham. He runs into Batwoman. So for the Batwoman fans, be sure to check out this issue. She pops up and she like helps him kind of like get into this place where they find this guy who turns out to be the villain scavenger and they go start fighting and then the issue kind of ends and Arthur and the Black Manta are like coming in to help Jackson fight him. And this is just like really good stuff. I think it's kind of been a great journey for Jackson himself, especially from the becoming. We see so many of his different like skills starting to come to the surface like his little uh detective tactician leader he's making choices again i even think about when he pops up in other books he showed up in superman's uh bisexual sons book and there he was like kind of like making the <laughs> and doing i thought it was called <laughs> super <laughs> Sun. <laughs> it's not called super sons it's called something but i can't remember what it's called but it's like he is superman's bisexual son so it's like that's how i kind of remind myself of what it the is. bisexual son. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we just got to see him. And I, I think, and it's like really interesting because I feel like in the Becoming Mini, we didn't really like see Jackson become Aquaman. It was just like by the end, they just told him. But it's like in this Aquaman book, I feel like we're actually seeing a lot more of him like becoming and like doing the stuff that he needs to do. So that's like really cool to see. It was great to see him team up with that uh, woman. Again, they're letting him do all his little LGBTQ team ups, which I think is great because as we know, DC Pride is coming up and he has been like one of the standout stars and like bases of DC and their pride since he became since he came out in Rebirth which is like shout out to him yeah they <laughs> they really have like promoted him and not you know let him fall to the wayside so yeah, that's been shout really out to DC um, I think the book itself, the issue was really good. We saw a lot of things come together. I thought like Jackson's interaction with Batwoman were really nice. She asked him something about Arthur and what he's doing, and he makes some comment. He's like, no, I don't know where Arthur is or what he's doing. And she's like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, all right, I don't know what that's about, but like, do you need help with what you're doing? And so like seeing those kind of frustrations, then like Mira confronting Arthur about what's going on and like Manta like cussing her out. He's like, shut up, we gotta go protect Jackson. And Mira's like, no, you are like one of the people who ruined Jackson and we tried to repair him. And then like Orm, when he was talking to Garth, he was like, you know, he's got a little bit more of his dad in him than he lets on because he messed warm up so it's hot it's hot mm. it's a lot of like little interactions Orm is always getting beat up oh. yeah he is it's like he's that's why he's angry a lot he was he was happy for a time he like had this little girlfriend on the lane she had a son he was playing stepdaddy um okay and then he left her to come try and rule atlantis again so it's always Sorry. that it's gotten to the point where they actually say it to him in the books now they're just like can you come up with something else like (laughs) it's it's getting old old. you need to let it go um but all in all i will also still rate this issue a four out of five i really liked a lot of interactions i think max marina was like a really nice guest artist to come on i think i kind of actually like him than the main art more than the main artist um I liked a lot of the stuff that he did. Jackson's using his powers in like really nice ways. He helps um, save some people from a burning building. He makes like this water disc that they can like stand on, and he like takes oh. them down to the ground. Um, so like it's like, justice. yeah, you, they're 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 putting some of that in there. That's <laughs> energy. <laughs> it's coming through. So it's like shout out to them. Um, so I liked it. I think people should pick it up again. If you read it and you enjoy it, tweet about it. Tweet at DC Comics. Um, Tweet the creators. Brandon Thomas is really nice. They like to talk about it. Tweet me. I like to talk about it. Post your pictures. Not the day of. Don't spoil anybody online. Wait like a few days at least. I like to post pictures on Sunday. Hopefully you've had a chance to read it by then. But <laughs> exactly. <that's> the... <laughs> um, and next Would up Would you rate is... this issue? Oh, four out of five. Okay. Okay. For sure. For sure. For sure. Aquaman going strong then. It's, it's really good. He's got this book. Um, he also has uh, Aquaman Green Arrow Do- Deep Target, which also came out this week. Um, his little team up, that was cool. Still written by Brandon Thomas. The Aquaman Andromeda book is coming out in June. That's going to be written by Ram B. And then he also is going to have Aquaman and Flash Void Song miniseries. I forgot who's writing that. But I don't intend to pick that up. I don't like the Flash. Mm. And I don't... You know... I've been doing some older reading of books, and I realized that super speed isn't that bad of a power. It's the speed force I think I don't like. Because, like, Quicksilver ain't that bad. I like Quicksilver. I like Quicksilver's attitude. I don't think I like his powers. I don't mind super speed. He can't, he's not, like, you know, going back in time every other day. That's true. The speed, the speed, I do agree. The speed force is ridiculous. I think like the flashes and their abilities are completely overpowered. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that like super speed in general kind of just feels a little bit like MacGuffin-y sometimes. Yeah. I mean, but you could trip them and then they have to fight. Mm-hmm. And then they do get. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody, or like somebody has like that, oh, you know speed and thought is one and they like just put their arm out (laughs) 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 like clothesline him or something it's like (laughs) and now they're out the game (laughs) and it's done it's over um but yeah 
So that's that. Next up is Justice League 75, and that is the death of the Justice League, and that comes from Joshua Williamson and Rafa Sandoval. And President Superman from Earth-23 uh, grabs a bunch of our Justice League Prime heroes, and he's like, somebody's coming. The chaos, the great darkness, we got to fight. And they go to fight. And I thought this was like a really big, fun issue. Um, you got to see a lot of the superheroes just kind of like cutting loose and like battling together. And I thought there were some really nice character moments, especially between like Green Arrow and Black Canary that worked a lot. I do think that for this to be the death of them, it would have been nice to have a little bit more build up before this event and just kind of like what was going on to like really get that impact of like, oh my gosh, like our big heroes are done. I will say that I think the way they died was like done very well. And like yes, that one big... Shout out to going out in a blaze of glory. I was about to say, like, we see some of them go out in a blaze of glory. We see some of them, I'm like, a, a Green Arrow, who was kind of just like had his back turned for a quick second, and the Doomsday hits them. You get like the, <laughs> the league when they all get like dissipated, and the big splash page of like the Trinity. And then going from like their skulls and all that stuff, I was like, this looks good. And it's a callback to like some of the original stuff. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was like a big fun story. There were a few art inconsistencies here and there. Like I'll never forget during the big page where they were showing the Justice League incarnate team, who's like all the different multiversal heroes. There was a Mary Marvel, a part of them, and I don't think we ever saw her again in this issue. Even with John, when he has his big Emerald Knight moment and like he does die in the Blaze of Glory from Parallax, we actually see him again later getting dissipated like with all the other heroes and so it was kind of like he died twice so i so i thought that what when he got attacked afterwards i didn't think he died mm. i took it as that that. like when like when specter showed up yeah and he was like you're gonna die and he like screams and they're like john no no i definitely thought yeah he died. <laughs> I just I was like that's the only way I made that's the only way I made it make sense. I was like, that means he had to have like not died. <laughs> it's just like he's he definitely should have been dead right there. But <laughs> um, but whatever, you know, it, it happens sometimes. We get it. I I can't draw, so I'm not gonna say too much. Um but I like I like the issue as a whole. I was I was enjoyed by it and I will say it got me like way more excited for Dark Crisis than I had been. Oh, that's great. I was already really excited for Dark Crisis. I'm a fan of Daniel and Perry. I'm ready for that art. And um, it felt like superheroes being superheroes. And I love those kind of events. Um, so I'm glad that this one got you like on board with the upcoming event, Dark Crisis. I wasn't really sure like, I, what this was supposed to be about. Like, honestly, I mean, I knew they kept saying, like, oh, yeah, the younger heroes and the legacy heroes are going to kind of come and take over. But I was like, I don't know what's going on. I still kind of don't know what's going on after reading this issue, but like I'm more excited to find out. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- I, I'm excited to see how they come back. The one thing about we you know in comics is that death never lasts forever, and the heroes always come back. But in my opinion, that's always the exciting part is like how they actually come back. And if I remember, I know that Pariah, the villain in this, wasn't he the villain in Infinite Crisis? Mm-hmm. Like the original Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think he, like, didn't he, like, put them all in, like, a, a dream state or something? Yeah, they were, like, it's, all seeing their, like, happiest selves. Yes. I even think he did it. I'm pretty sure I saw someone um, tweet about him with Flash, and he did that to Flash recently. He did, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, 
for my anime fans out there, this is just like in Naruto Shippuden. Yes, when Madara tried to put everyone into the infinite Shukuyomi. Same thing. You know, I don't make know everyone just... With me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like he... That's why I don't think any of the Justice League is like dead. I'm assuming everyone mm-hmm. is like, you know, in their happy state. Yeah, I agree. That's with that. also probably why John had to be there for that blast because I'm yeah. assuming we're going to see him yeah. that, in that state. He died twice. Good for him. But also, <laughs> you know what? That's a skill. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who else died uh, twice in the comics? Also, I want to say like shout out to the members of the league that they grabbed. Because that was a team. Like, you had yes. the heavy hitters. And it was like, of course, Green Arrow had to tag along because what else was he going to do? <laughs> um, someone did ask me about Black Adam because, you know, in the end, Black Adam is the only leaguer who gets away. He says Shazam, which, like, is his, like, ace in the hole. And he goes back to the league. He lets them know it. Like, you know, Justice League is dead. And somebody was saying, is that something he usually says? Because he doesn't normally say Shazam, apparently. I don't know. When they asked me, I said, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, can't, I don't know anything about Black Adam. I can't tell you. But... That was nice. This is magic word too. Well, yeah, but they were like, for some reason, he doesn't say it as much as like Billy does. I don't know. Again, this is what because comes he doesn't transform. Yeah, that's why he doesn't say it. But he's he prefers to stay like that. <laughs> that's right. But shout out to the Black Adam fans. It seems like he's gonna have a nice moment, which I mean, you would expect his movies coming out soon. So. And we know how that synergy works. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, it's the only it's way. <laughs> It does it for them. Um, what would you rate this issue? about the art and all of this? I love the art. A little inconsistent, like I said, with like some things here and there. Um, but I thought it was great. I really like Sandoval in general. He has done something else I read. I can't remember what it is right now exactly, but I do remember enjoying it. I'm pretty sure I had Donna in it, too. It might have been tight. I... I also enjoy the art. Um, overall, I would have given this issue a four out of five. I like the art. Um, I really like the writing. I'm excited for kind of where everybody was. Again, personally, this catered to a lot of things that I really like. I do like Pariah as a villain. Um, mm-hmm. And I, John, like <laughs> that moment was fantastic. The one thing <laughs> I've always wanted for him was to have his own powers and um, to be able to be his own superhero without being a Green Lantern. And mm-hmm. in the solo Green Lantern series, I think it actually just ended um, with issue 12 um, recently in April. Um, that was pretty much his journey from Green Lantern to getting his own powers. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that that was continued on in this Justice League and then they didn't just like revert him back to being a regular yeah. Green Lantern. So I'm hoping that when he comes back to life that he's still like a... He's still a regular superhero, and he's still got the Godstorm powers. That would be nice to see. That's cool. I would also... Mm, so I yeah, think I would rate it 3.5. I did have a good time. It was really good. Like I said, I do think there was some... Um, I would have liked a little bit more build-up and certain points to make some of like, the emotion hit a little bit more. But other than that, I yeah. enjoyed it. Superheroes being superheroes. I like it. I'm ready for Dark Crisis now. I'm ready to see like all the young kids come up and do what they need to do. Jackson and Yara. I hope I get some time with them together. I don't really mm-hmm. care about anybody else. I don't like the Green Lantern girl. <laughs> the one that looks like Janelle Which... Monae. Oh, Joe. Me neither. Yeah. I, I, read, like I read her solo. I didn't finish it's... it. it and so nine. you know what I found out? That her like Janelle Monae hair is not how her hair looks all the time. 
I saw like pages. I mean, that's kind of how it mostly was. Sometimes, sometimes in her solo and far sector, it would change, but for the most part. So uh, they would say with me how like you know when she gets into her Green Lantern suit, like that's how her hair becomes. But like when she's not in yeah. that, like her hair be down, she be having it in braids and stuff like that. I think I like saw some pages of a Green Lantern issue where uh, John was turned into this Emerald Knight thing, and it was like her, and it was like it was this black girl with like braids, and I was like, oh, who's this cute black girl with braids and all this stuff like that, like out here fighting? And then when her ring got back on, she turned back into Janelle Monet. I was like, oh, oh. this is like a conversation. <laughs> Yikes. I'm going to have to read that to see what's going on with that. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, all, every time when she's in her costume, she got the that look. But when she's not, she mm-hmm. looks completely different. I was like, that's kind of crazy. But whatever. Right. I don't like her. Not so, people didn't, I see people go up for her sometimes, but I thought y'all didn't like cops. And she's like a okay, cop. Okay, talk about it. And not, talk about and, it. Not like, and not like the ones that are like, whatever, you can get away with. Because, like, it's the Green Lantern Corps. It's every superhero is technically a cop. She was like... A real she cop. Went <laughs> she went to the police yeah. academy. Okay. She wanted to be. A- Whatever. I don't like her. But I also think there are too many Green Lanterns anyway, so it doesn't really Sorry. Well, personally, I feel like they should all have like a next status quo thing that they're not mm-hmm. always going to be Green Lanterns forever. There should be something that you do after you're done with that, so that the next people can come in. Like join a different. Otherwise, it's too many. Join a different color, become something else, become mm. a villain, die, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but you can't be Green Lantern. Okay, I see that. Personally, I thought how Jordan's villain era was his best. The best he's ever been. But that's happened. That happens with like a lot of the like um, kind of boring white guys. I think Hal was like that. Warren was like that when he turned into like Dark Angel. This is Apocalypse yeah. era. That was high. <laughs> the villain era just hits. <laughs> it does. It does. I won't lie. Um, and before we get into our last book of the week, you know, we had a couple other things. Trial of the Amazons number two came out. That was the end of that big event. I personally enjoyed it a lot. I thought there was like a lot of good stuff going on. We did find out that Artemis killed Hippolyta and now she's going to be on the run. Um, we saw a lot of the girls come together. Diana like crowns Yara Wonder Girl. She gives her one of her OTR. She has this thing called the TR Armory. T Armory. And, like, it has all of her tiaras in there. And, like, she takes the one that Yara got from Hera off of her. And she gives her one of those. And she's like, you're going to be Wonder Girl. It was, like, a cute little moment with them. Because Yara's like, girl. She's like, you know I'm in my 20s, right? And That's cute. They, yeah, they had, like, a cute moment. Um, all the I'm Amazon glad they expressed together. her age now, too, so that everyone can be like, <laughs> she grown. Okay. She's an adult. <laughs> but that was a nice little moment with them. Um, we just saw all of the Amazons come together. They, like, really kind of reclaimed Nubia as their queen. We saw the action. The girls were fighting here and there. It was chaos. I came to find out that apparently chaos showed up. And, like, if you have been reading Wonder Woman, I think a lot of the villain of the story would have made a lot more sense for them. Um Chaos showed up in Wonder Woman when she was doing that thing where she was running around with the gods fixing the multiverse before, with like, um, after Future State. She went to the realm of the gods and she took Chaos there. And like, when she was freeing all the gods, she left Chaos. And so he was pissed. And so that's when he started releasing releasing evils and stuff from Doom's doorway to kind of like get back at Diana and the Amazons. And so this like is the full circle moment of that. She says- So Diana was behind all this? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So she was the cause of all the problems, but 
we're good now. It looks like they did at the end. Um, the gate, the door seals back up. It looks from Hecate's magic, like helping the girls out. You know, they've been worshiping her lately. So it's all good in the hood. I thought it was a really good Wonder Woman event. I'm excited to see like what the future of the Amazons looks like. I know we only have Nubia's coronation next. Um, but is Wonder Woman solo like tying in to all of this? I don't know. I can't think. I I don't remember. Like the like is it gonna hurt? Her issues were a part of the trial of the Amazons, but I don't think I've actually seen it in the solicitations in the last few months. So I don't know what's going on for with that. And then like Yara doesn't have a book, but Yara's going to be in Dark, Dark Crisis. Nubia has her book coming. Artemis is going to be on the run in her little series. And that's it. She's got a mini series, right? Yes, that's going to be starting in July, I believe. Hmm. So. We'll see. Maybe that'll springboard into like a new launch for the Wonder Corner. It would know? be nice. I think again, I have never really gelled with Diana that much. I think like her character is a little, uh, but I get it. She's good for the fights. But I do think the Amazons as a whole and like all of those girls are very interesting, and I like the expansion of the world and seeing more of them and doing different things. So I'm into it. Hmm. Pick it up. Okay. Uh, I would give the event. I would give this issue a four out of five. I really liked a lot of the art as well. You know, all the girls were in there. Again, Stephanie uh, Phil, uh, Williams, Vita Ayala, Joelle Jones, Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, uh, Adriana Mello, um, Marguerite, not Marguerite Bennett, Skylar Patridge. Um, you know, everybody showed out. Everybody was good. Loved it. It was Wonder Woman. It was cool. Uh, this could be a movie. Okay. I think this is a movie, it'd be hot. Like an animated movie or something like that. Let's get that ball rolling. Mm. And then the final book of the week is the new number one. It's Knights of X number one from Teeny Howard. Oh. And here we are. Here we are. The next journey of Betsy as Captain Britain begins. She's stuck in Otherworld with all her Captain Britain corpse. They are rescuing mutants and taking them to the Lavender Keep, where they have been um, hiding out in Roma's part of Otherworld. Saturnine's mad. She's like, give me my throne back. Betsy's like, I don't really care about that. I'm only here to protect the mutants. She makes a deal with Roma. Roma's basically, I'll put you on this quest so that way you can, like, find a way to defeat Merlin. So it sends her back to Krakoa very temporarily. She grabs a bunch of the mutants. They resurrect Mordred because now he's dead. She gets confirmation from Black Knight that he's died in their miniseries. So they um, have some of his DNA. So she goes to the five and they have the waters that they discovered he was a mutant from. And they like mix some of that in his egg. So Mordred is brought back younger, but he like disappears from the egg. Betsy grabs all her crew. They go back to Otherworld. Jubilee gets left behind. That's why the dragon baby is still there. Because we come to find out that, like, not every quest is for every person. So the quest that they're on, Shogo's going to be the one affected. And Jubilee's not needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, That's one way so, to get rid of her. <laughs> so she's not there this time. And then Roma's like, magic won't send them back to Krakoa again. So it's like, okay, they just got to deal with who they go with. Um, but they go and find Kylan. He is an old Excalibur character from back in the 80s. He joined, they rescue him because um, he's being attacked by like the hunters trying to find mutants. He joins the team and then Mordred also pops up and he joins the team. And so that is all 10 members of the Knights Assembled. Uh, Gambit, B, the Blood Moon, Shatterstar, Megan, Shogo, Betsy, 
Mordred, Kylan. I'm missing someone. Aren't I? Oh, Rachel. And uh, yeah, Rachel's around too. I don't think I said that. <laughs> you like her pixie cut? Uh, she's there. Uh, oh no, that's everybody. Oh, and Choga. Yeah, he's the tenth one. Um, so those are the knights, and then it's revealed that the quest they're going to be on, they're going to be looking for the Siege Perilous. Okay. Have they explained why they're looking for it? Not yet. We just, okay. like, at the end of it, um, after all the knights have been, been assembled, like, it's revealed that, like, the Siege Perilous is the quest, and that's what they're going to be going on. And then we see that Merlin and King Arthur and all of those people have been keeping tabs as well. And they're like, okay, if Merlin can find it and destroy it, then they might be able to do something with it. So that's just going to be what, like, the next few issues are about these two teams. Um, I know we're going to be going around Otherworld, seeing some of the other kingdoms. We'll probably go back to Sevilus, so we'll get some more death action. We'll probably go to Mercator and see, like, Mr. M. He's, like, that Omega mutant. He popped up during the District X days. I don't know if you remember. Did you ever read that series? I don't think so. He was, like, he's an Omega-level mutant. He's on the list, but he's been, like, missing in action. Um, Right. I've seen him on that list, and I've seen mentions of him, but I don't think I've ever... District X was when when Bishop was the cop of that town? Yeah. Well, he actually wasn't the cop. They already had cops. He was sent as a mutant head <laughs> to like help them deal with mutant affairs because they were in Mutant Town, and he was like, "Y'all not just gonna treat mutants like this." So, so he went to go be head cop. Happened. And then it was funny because there was the guy who he was partnered with. His wife was like trying to hit on Bishop. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. So he got caught up in some mess. That was actually a really good series. We should like reread that once. Or twice. All right. Um, I have to add that to the list. Yeah. But that was Knights of X. Um, oh, so Mr. M, he is like, a theory is that he is like the ruler of Mercator. And so. I thought that was already in a, uh, that wasn't a part of a data page before that he was they there. Like, they like said, they like alluded to it, but it wasn't explicit. So now we're finally going to see okay. him. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they're, they're going to go there. Hopefully, we also see Apocalypse's other kids because they are in charge of Dryador, what used to be Dryador. They like run that now. So I'm hoping, I'm excited. I think this issue was like good. Okay. Do you I feel do... like it's been an upgrade from Excalibur? I feel like where Excalibur was in those last two issues, like 26 and 27, this feels like more of the same. I will say, I think that this one's moving a little bit quicker. I feel like there was a lot of setting stuff up in Excalibur. And here, it's kind of like, we're getting to the action a little bit more and getting straight to it. So we're um, moving right along. Because again, like here, it's the first issue. We got like the mission. We're about to go. We got the knights. Let's do it. Uh, I would say that I'd still like a little bit more action in the way that the characters are able to show a little bit of their individuality. We still get a lot of siege type of clashes uh, when they do show up in like big hordes of people. So it's just big splash paces, 
splash pages of the team working together well not even working together just like doing things in the background and fighting and like i'd like to see a little bit more of them like using their powers and like just kind of really showing their personality in that way we get a couple of little side plots with some teams obviously like i said since they're on a quest roma does tell betsy that every single person on this mission is going to deal with their own trials and tribulations. So hopefully we get to see a little bit more of the team kind of like coming together. Gambit seems upset because Rogue is always busy with the X-Men and he's alone. Um, I know, right? Poor him. Mordred's obviously going to be dealing with whatever he's dealing with in King Arthur and his dad. Um, I'm also excited to see, I don't know what his mutant powers are supposed to be. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. like, I, Mordred is a character who's been around in the Marvel Universe for a very long time. He's always just kind of, like, had magic and, like, other stuff. So I'm interested to see kind of what TV does with him and what they say is the X-Gene part of him or if it was just there and he just didn't use it. And then we also get, like, comments about how apparently there are other mutant fey hybrids like Megan in Otherworld. So maybe those are some oh. of them that they're going to be protecting as well as, like, the other ones who live in the other kingdom. So... It looks like it's going to be a fun ride. We see a lot more of the Captain Britain corpse here as well. There's a Black Betsy, which was very exciting. You know I've been waiting for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do... I'm, I'm going to wait till I read a few more issues before I say that. But for the first issue, I thought this was like cool. I'd give it a solid 3.5 out of 5. I think Bob Quinn is like a much better suited artist for Otherworld. I think he um, tries to do a lot with the designs and he like makes it look spooky. The colors, I think, are still too bright in certain aspects. Like Betsy's mm-hmm. costume, um, which is fine. It's like very, it's like fire engine red, like a lot of the times. And I just don't think it looks that great. Her hair also can like kind of tear towards the pink. And it's like, I, I kind of hate that they like go so heavy with this lavender hair thing. Her hair was dark purple when she first debuted, guys. It's okay. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can put a little color in it. It's all right. Especially since that other lady's hair isn't even purple. It's black, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know we'll why see. they go so light with the hair. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But all in all, 3.5 out of 5. I think it was like a solid first issue. We'll excited. Mm, I'm not going to say excited, but I'm interested to see where it goes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm interested to see what we end up kind of seeing the end of this quest. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see what they end up doing with the siege Yeah. Someone's got to walk. Yeah, very much so. Okay. But. Those were the comics of the week. Let's go ahead, take a little break, and then we'll come right back. Let's do it. All right, y'all, welcome back. And this week there won't be a panel, but uh, be on the lookout for some changes coming to the show. Uh, we've been listening to some feedback, and we hear you guys, so we're going to have some changes coming. Um, not on the next episode, but the following one. Uh, we'll be adding some things, switching some things around. Um, we'll also be coming out with like more of a book club, so be on the lookout for that. Um, nice, too, guys. Yeah, I know so it's going to be... This is going to be great. Some changes coming soon. So uh, check out for that. But we're going to get into the rewatch section. And uh, this week is episode five of Moon Knight. And listen, I have been liking it from the beginning. 
They got me. <laughs> they got me. Okay. See? <laughs> you know, so I will say this. So, if you watch the episode, you know, there was a lot of, like, backstory into Mark, and we got more of his story, and, like, a lot of the things that were happening um, felt like they were coming out of, like, some of the Lemire run, and we do get the revelation that Mark is, in fact, Jewish, which was, like, absolutely fantastic. Because, see, I will say I still saw some, like, chatter about, like, how he was represented as a Jewish man. I am not part of that community, so obviously I don't have any say in it, but as a Moon Knight fan, being Jewish is integral to Mark's character. In the comic version, um, he, his whole, the rift that he has in the episode with his mom, you know, about losing his brother and, like, how she kind of becomes abusive, and that's how his DID and everything starts to form. Originally, in Moon Knight, it was him and his dad who were at odds. Um, his dad was a rabbi, and they were the victim of a, some anti-Semitic hate speech and things like that, and Mark got really upset with his dad because he never reacted in a bad way. And that kind of, like, started to help him form the identities, and then it also started to, like, cause a rift between him and his dad because he was like, you should not, like, still be so, like, peaceful and willing to help these people who do wrong and bad by you, and so they drifted apart, then the dad dies, and they never spoke, they never spoke again. Um, then the Jeff Lemire run came, and, like, that's where a lot of this stuff pulls from and talked about that. Then Max Bemis actually came out, and in his run of Moon Knight, it was that, again, Mark's dad was still a rabbi, he was still the um, son of him, but there had another friend who, um, Mark called him Uncle Yitz, uh, but he was a rabbi, he was actually a Nazi who was, like, pretending to be a rabbi and, like, killing Jewish people, and he attacked the family, and he attacked Mark, and, like, that's one of the reasons he started his DID. Um, so, it's a little bit different in the comics, but I was really enjoyed the fact that they like brought that into the story and it was a nice little change with his mom i felt as though that was still kind of impactful uh mark does in fact have a brother in the comics as well his name is randall he's dead but <laughs> he... <laughs> um but it was it was mark who kind of killed him but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was because like randall like went crazy and was like trying to kill him as well um so but it was nice to see that like mentioned and thinking so I like this episode a lot. They really got me. It was so emotional. Oscar Isaac is acting his butt off, and, and we love to absolutely see it because he's that's where the budget were. Okay, that's where the All budget were. All <laughs> because he is he is doing the damn thing. I like every time that he was in a scene with himself, I was always like, oh my god, he's in a scene like by himself. And like doing it, and it was like, oh, you know, and it, and it was like one point in this uh, episode, where I was like, why aren't they on the screen together at the same time? And then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> and you just realized that like it's just Oscar doing this. He's been doing this whole show by himself. King. I've been seeing a lot of comments from people who prior to this episode would talk about how they liked Stephen more than Mark or how they um, like Mark more than Steven. And I personally feel like that's a testament to like his acting, that he's able to differentiate the two. Also, I've been seeing a lot of people complain about the accent that he had from the beginning of the show, as if that wasn't obviously like the point that bad. it was bad. Yeah. Yes. Everyone was like, oh, why, is that, why does he have this terrible English accent? Uh, this is really bad. And it's obviously it's made up for a reason. And we learned in this one, this episode specifically why that was made up um heartbreaking yeah story uh, to see him going through this abuse from his mother after accidentally 
you know, going through a cave with his brother and his brother dying. It was really uh, sad. It's really sad. And um, I really like, I really felt for him. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, this is sad. And like the, the scenes with the kid and the mom, like constantly taking her anger out on him, like not showing up to any of his birthdays. And shout out to that little boy too, because he was acting. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I felt for him too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was doing that. Even like the switch for him when he was in his room mm-hmm. crying and afraid that his mom was going to come in and beat him, you know, and really showing that this is where he was returning to his safe space of Stephen Grant, his superhero. Um, and that's just who he wanted to be when he didn't want to be Mark, Mark anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was really some touching stuff. And again, everybody was acting. Everyone was acting down. It was, I also enjoyed it because we still get the teases of Jake Lockley and some mm. stuff. And so I'm I'm wondering if they're going to do that thing where they reveal him in the last episode. Because, you know, the Disney Plus shows love to do a last episode reveal. And then it's like, you you won't see these people again anytime soon. <laughs> you got to wait for it. They got to give you something. Um, which is, I have seen a couple of people kind of starting to call out the formula that they seem to have with the episodes. I think even you said it a couple of episodes ago. Um, you know, you were like, the last two. <laughs> That's when I said it. <laughs> That's when they get you. <laughs> That's when they really get you. And because, so, I mean, these, while these are filmed, you know, like episodes, it's still like a movie, really. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Which is like really frustrating. And I and I think I said it last time, but I still feel that this will not end a, in a way that I feel as though it's satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I think about those first two episodes, and it's just like they were fine, but it was also like we wasted a lot of time doing absolutely nothing. I don't know. I kind of liked it. It really. I don't think I would have felt for. Steven the way I did if we wouldn't have seen him like going through the stuff that he was going through in the beginning in those first two episodes. I mean, granted, I really liked that they got right to the point. By the end of the episode, he was already in his costume and he was already Moon Knight. But like that first episode of seeing him be Steven, now seeing how he was just truly like made up and you were just this like safety net for him. Uh, I don't know if we would have had the same kind of emotional payoff for seeing him kind of the reveal of him not being real. You can make it sound as good as you want. You <laughs> okay. I'm just letting you know. Episode five should have been episode three. But it is okay. so that's fair. I I do feel like there's gonna be a lot more that I'm gonna want from this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're gonna do a season two. I think these I think a lot of these Disney Plus shows are like limited seasons. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be like... I still don't know if this is real. I still don't know if this is real. I know. The, again, the way they did the back and forth of like him in the hospital and then like meeting with uh, the hippo goddess and then like being on the ship and then seeing the memories and everything. Like this, I really love the way these last two episodes have been filmed. It has been really enjoyable. It's been really heartfelt. Uh, imagine if it like felt like this from the very beginning. <laughs> They have to build towards it, you know? I guess. It's, te- it's television. 
I do also like how this still, was still feels very, this still feels very, like, removed from the rest of the MCU. Like, I don't feel like I have to watch 15 other things or, like, go back. It's mm-hmm. it's just all happening. And, and I know a lot of times those little mentions can be nice to make it feel more like a joined universe. But, hey, sometimes people gotta go through it a little bit. That was one thing I do want to give a praise to this show is that it's not, like, reliant on the MCU, and it's not yeah. Like, you know, kind of like what you just said, it has you have to have watched whatever kind of episodes there or they're not talking about, you know, the snap or Thanos or dealing with or any other mentions of any other characters in the MCU. Um, yeah. I know there has been I'm, like the mention of Madripoor and some places have been, you know, brought up. And I'm sure there have also been some things that let you know that it does take place within the MCU. But. There haven't been any, like, ham-fisted cameos from anyone. I wonder if that's going to be on the last episode now. Gosh, I hope not. Again, the only cameo I want in the last episode is Jake Lockley. Okay. You don't think there will be any, like, Midnight Suns kind of thing? I will accept the Midnight Suns if it's Blade, but I think I said this last time. I don't really think I need the Midnight Suns anymore. (laughs) 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 Like, if I can see Blade and Moon Knight, like, do some stuff together, cool. Maybe Moon Knight go meets Daredevil, like, cool. But outside of that, I'm cool. Or, like, Black Knight or something? No. And he's probably going to be a part of it. I do not like like Black Knight. I'm sorry to the Black Knight fans. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll show up. I don't know. Someone's probably gonna make a cameo on this last episode. I'll take Blade if it's Blade. Did we the get way the way Kingpin did in in Hawkeye. I was gonna say. I guess Kingpin was in Hawkeye. You had Kang and Loki. Mm-hmm. WandaVision was supposed to have Doctor Strange, I think, but they cut it. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had white you had White Vision and. Oh, uh, White Vision. No, I don't know if I count White Vision. Maybe. I don't know who else would have I don't know who else would have been the other cameo in that on that final episode. Mm, I don't know. But they introduced a lot. We got Monica. So Queen. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think I'm trying to think of like the thing about Moon Knight in the comics books is that he's not super friendly with everybody. He's not really close with people. They've tried to have him on different Avengers teams and like form the friendship but he's still very far removed it looks he weird yeah it tends to look a little bit weird he's had relationships with like echo before which i do support even though then you should not go back and read that run where they were in a relationship because it was not very good but <laughs> still um That'd be cute. and the again I... and moon knight oh, two gods together <laughs> <laughs> that was nasty but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, see, now you threw off my train of thought. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> That's crazy that she still has the Phoenix, too. Like, she's on cut. I mean, but I will say the visuals are hot. I was going back through some of the covers for her miniseries and the variants that came out. And then I don't know if those just released those Judgment Day covers with Destiny Jean, her, and that other Eternal Girl that's not Cersei. And they were looking good. <laughs> <laughs> They were looking good. How you gonna call me nasty? You say that? What? <laughs> A mess. But yes, they were looking good. I do like her, uh, like Phoenix print. It, the hand, the handprint on fire. 
it's yeah, hot. Yeah. The, but the handprint in itself is like just a hot thing in general. So it's like it works. Yeah. It's a it's a great design. I didn't think she was gonna last as Phoenix this long. I thought it was gonna be like a short a short thing, but it's been years now. She will definitely be like amongst the list of names of people who are the Phoenix now. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> That's wild. That you know. That's just what it's become. But anyway. And, but I, whatever. You you know. I don't know. You know how I feel about Phoenix. We'll move past that. Moon Knight's out. <laughs> yes. And then that's my thing. They gotta re- uh, they gotta have they have to free Khonshu by the next episode. They do. Also, so he can get his That's probably gonna back. be the, the final thing. thing. And that's my thing. It's just again, I I'm pretty sure that if we've gone by what we've been going by, the last episode will be great, but I just don't think it's gonna be satisfying because there's still so many other things to see. And then it's like we have to find out, you know, in this episode we lose Steven. He falls off the ship and then he's frozen in time. So it's like when Mark wakes back up, what does that mean? Like, will the personality of Steven no longer exist? Will the, is this how we get Jake to kind of make his uh, pop up and take a little bit more control? Will we get two another mean, Two mean people? We need a Steven. <laughs> we need a Steven. So it's like, will we get a new version of Steven? I, there's, there's just a lot to go through on that last episode. And I would like to get as much of it as we can, but we'll see. Yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, like I've said, I've been enjoying the season so far, and this one just keeps getting better. Um, I don't know. This might be top two for me. Ooh, okay. I like it. I liked it a lot. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I support that. We'll see. We'll see how the last episode goes. Um, I think right now, I don't know where it is, actually. I need to redo my list. Hawkeye is definitely still number one, though. Okay. Hawkeye was really good. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. That was good to me. But um, I, I think depending on how episode six goes and what, then I'll see where it falls on my list. Mm. I'm excited. It's. I think they're going to give you that final suit up that they always do in the last episode. You know, he's going to get a new costume. Even though I like the like Egyptian kind of one. I like it too. Uh, Mark's, Mark's Moon Knight costume was nice. Oh, and we can't lose Steven. Steven had uh, Mr. Knight. Yeah, Mr. Knight. He had the suit. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Maybe maybe we'll get another one. But yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought the episode was great. I'm excited for the finale. Um, Definitely check back with us next week because we'll be talking about the finale as well as Multiverse of Madness, um, which I know Mm. that is going to be wild. Um, Wendy Maximoff. She's coming. Um, So we'll see how that all goes. As well as after that, we'll be doing some changes on the show. So please check that out. Um, But yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast. You can um, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can find us on YouTube if you want to watch along at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. There is an underscore at the end. All right, boom. Let's get him out of here, and then we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>